here, folks, and welcome back to the Grave Consequences podcast. My name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. And follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Greg. I almost called you Eddie, man. I'm, oh, I think I'm on another show. Anyway, That's just because you're racist. Exactly, yeah. All the white people look the same to me. Yeah. Uh, follow my friend, Greg, at xmaserati on Twitter. Uh, at gc underscore cast is our Twitter account that neither of us ever use. And, oh, yeah, check me out every Wednesday night right, for, right after AEW Dynamite on Eddie and Caleb Zerocast. And check out everything else here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Please rate, review, and follow on Apple Toon, Apple uh, Apple Podcast. Pardon me. Pardon me. Uh, we are here to review Season 3, Episode 10 of Lucha Underground. And the working title of that episode was Ready for War. But uh, I have an alternate title here. And that would be Grave Consequences, Tokyo, or pardon me, Boyle Heights Drift. <laughs> Tokyo Drift. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Lucas Black comes in, kid from Sling Blade. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, you're definitely tired, bro. Also, I want you guys to retroactively. We're not going to change the title on the publishing, but retroactively, I want you to think of the Graver Consequences episode as Two Grave, Two Consequences, and then, and then. If there's a fourth one, which I think there is, the grave, the consequences. And I want everyone to go and rate every other social suplex podcast one star less than us. Yes. Not one star, just one star less. Just less. Like their fours make us a five. Yes. As exactly. as I've said, or maybe I didn't say it on the air. This is a labor of spite. <laughs> you didn't say it on the air. I called it a labor of love and Greg oh. it as a labor of spite. And that's where we're at, man. We we have a great working relationship with everyone here on the network. So, so before we get started on the action tonight, we have got Katrina talking to Mil Muertes in the in the back in somewhere, maybe in hell for all we know. Anyway, she tells Mil, she's like, "Hey, like I've brought you back twice now. If you lose again, you're not coming back. Like we're done." So a lot of pressure from for uh, for Pascual Mendoza, actually, not just for Mil Muertes. Well, I mean, she he has been kind of. He's dropped on the card a bit, you know, she's yeah. kind of right. He used to be champion and now he's kind of like he's lost to Matanza. Yeah, he's lost to Puma. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just not having a great time right now. No. He is definitely in a rebuild right now. And we're going to get right into it. Believer's Backlash, Famous B versus Masquerita Sagrada. And I love this. The crowd was chanting, you're not famous. <laughs> I love I, something so simple. And yet it's just right there and the crowd takes to it. I love it. Good stuff. They have a great crowd at, at Lucha Underground. It's a very, you know, happy to be there crowd. Very interactive yeah, uh, you couldn't ask for a better crowd. Yeah, okay, I love this spot as well. At one point, Masquerita takes some shoulder pads, puts them on, and then he puts on a football helmet, supposedly from a local high school, and then he gores Famous B, and I believe he does so in the crotch as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this match, dude, this match was so much fun. Mm-hmm. It was way more fun than it should have been. It's the best Masquerita match. Yeah easily like this i had a blast like i 
as you said on the previous episode, uh, a believer's backlash. Like I was confused. I was like, so because I don't like that match because it's a little too dangerous for the wrestlers for to let you know people hit them. Yeah, it's you know just because someone could swing for the face. It's just you know people are shitty. Yeah, you live on the East Coast. Uh, you you know that, and that's you know people are like, oh, why do they always have attitudes? Because we know people because we're we're bunched up together. We know people are dickheads. There's always one person ruining it for everybody. So I didn't like that. But this turned into like an old school ECW match where people would just hold Adams out and the wrestler could grab it and use it, uh, which is better, I think, because we can trust the wrestler to you know, unless you're fighting New Jack, uh, <laughs> you can trust the wrestler to not try to actually hurt you. Yeah. No, you're you're exactly right. Uh, Masquerita eventually goes under the ring, and Matt Striker and Vampiro are anticipating what's he going to pull out. How big is the ladder going to be? And it's a step ladder. But it's it, they they go for these jokes and they land though. It's it's great. Absolutely. Speaking of landing, Masquerita takes the step ladder, puts it on top of the announce table, goes to the top of the step ladder, and hits an elbow drop on Famous B. And the crowd just loves it. And, and the crowd, including Vampiro and Matt Stryker, at one point, Brenda distract the beautiful Brenda distracts Masquerita Sagrada, and Famous B hits a super kick. He had a few nasty super kicks. They were great. I mean, it, it is funny. Vampiro is yeah. right. It is funny watching Masquerita get super kicked by a fully grown man. And I think Famous B is kind of tall, too. He's like six feet. Maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> Famous B. At one point, grabs a bag of popcorn, and then I believe he gets like a thrust kick or something. So he gets taken down somehow because he ends up covered in popcorn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just covered. Uh, <laughs> Masquerita Sagrada gets thrown in the trash, and then he comes out, and, and Matt Stryker says, with a, with a you know really good Oscar the Grouch impersonation. What Oscar the Grouch got a shout out a shout out on this episode. Greg, did I lose you? No, I'm here. Okay. Just letting everything breathe, huh? That's my signature dead silence. Yeah, you're you're a piece of shit. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Masquerita gets a wizard hat and a wand and then uses his magic. His <laughs> To create a bowling ball. <laughs> I love this match so much. Complete with sound effects, too, bro. I love when they add sound effects post, man. I mean, wrestling is fake, so you, like, have fun with it, right? Exactly. And this match was fun. It really was, man. It's definitely a completely different tone from the main event tonight, but it is really fun. Anyway, Masquerita takes the bowling ball, and with a better role than Jesus Quintana... Hits Masker, hits Famous B in the nuts. Dude, it, it was so funny. It, this, couldn't this match, could you see this match being a main event on another show? I could have. Maybe like uh, GCW. No, I mean on Lucha Underground. Like this could like. Oh, we, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like this was, this was way better than it had any right being uh, as an opening match. Like this was, and one thing I was thinking, like. All of the masquerade's weight is in one centralized area. Yeah. I, I wonder how much it hurts taking that like elbow drop from him. I wonder if it hurt more. Hmm. Could. It could for sure. Or at least equally. Yeah. Dr. Wagner Jr. runs interference and he was gonna hit Masquerita Sagrada with a picture, 
but Famous B stops him because it's a picture of Famous B. As as you do. I mean, he's he's got that narcissism. Yeah, that vanity. I, I know all about that. I'm pretty vain myself. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Masquerita hits Famous B with the picture after Son of Havoc runs counter interference and the beautiful Brenda gets cream pie. <laughs> yeah, Matt Stryker, she takes a cream pie to the face and Matt Stryker makes goes out of his way. Uh, yeah. And this was like, what, 2017? Uh, I believe, it, yeah, no, 16. It was uh, mid-2016. Still? 2016? Yeah. yeah, they started season three super early. Like, they started season three like six weeks after the second season ended. Okay. Well, uh, he, it, it may not have flown nowadays, but back then it was, you know, it was a perfectly yeah. fine time to make a cream pie joke, uh, mm-hmm. as he does. And he makes sure to painfully make it as clear as day what he's alluding to. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Masquerita eventually gets one of Matt Stryker's shoes and hits Famous B with it, and then he hits a Tornado DDT. Yeah, the uh, shoe strike was a reference, or at least a callback, to how the feud started when... Uh, uh, yes. He, yes. And he, he made sure to get a big boot. Uh, was it Strikers or Vampiros? It was Matt Strikers, because Matt Strikers like, I, I can assist, no problem. And he's like, you know what they say about big feet? <laughs> Vampiro said, yeah, they got big socks. Big socks. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I love uh, the stupid dad jokes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Masquerita Sagrada gets the win. Sweet victory. Sweet redemption. Uh, sweet validation. All of that. And then Son of Havoc takes this cardboard cutout we had. And Famous B's head is cut off. Yeah, I, I I didn't notice that cut out the whole match, but it apparently it was it was there the whole time. Yeah, it was in the crowd. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. After that, and this is a nice moment of like, okay, Masquerita is being accepted. Masquerita got his cut from the uh, the MC from Son of Havoc, so Masquerita's part of the gang now. Boop, boop. I mean, that was kind of touching, but yeah. Uh, I don't, it doesn't go anywhere, folks. So don't worry. No, it's it, one and done. Like, I feel like that might be the last they mention of it, to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that, we cut to the back, and I guess I'm used to talking about Top Flight because I wrote down Dante Martin, but Dante Fox, if you will, the former, or the, I guess, current, former, whatever. And here he's Dante Fox. Anyway is getting ready in the locker room. This is when Killshot shows up, and Killshot's like, I get why you did what you did. I'm just happy to have you home, brother. And Dante says, you know what? Tonight we stand united, just like old times, brother. And the way he says brother, it's like, like, don't trust him. Spoiler, just don't trust him. Yeah, they make it pretty clear that they're both facetious when they say it. Yes, for sure. After that, we cut to Cobra Moon and Drago in the back. And apparently in this, we find out Daga was maybe killed by someone named Pindar. Uh, Dude, I wrote that down because they must have done that. Just like not even off in a segment. Yeah, like I don't. And, you know, spoiler, Daga's not dead. He comes back, so I don't know why they said that. I don't know if that was maybe a continuity issue, like they meant to and didn't. Yeah, and then maybe they changed their mind or something. I don't know. Because he comes back. Like, it's not even a big spoiler. 
Also, uh, yeah, you guys are going to love Pindar. You know him very well now. Vibera, they know very well. Oh, I'm thinking of someone else then. Pardon me. No, I, I wrote down who's Pindar, and I didn't remember it until we started recording today. I don't so know who Pindar, he is. So Pindar is not the guy I'm thinking of? Vibera is the tall one. Okay, gotcha. Pindar gotcha. is the stocky one. Fair enough. Fair enough. After that, oh, by the way, Vinny Massaro shows up again. And he's like, you know what, guys? I'm going to go use the ladies' room. And then he farts as he walks off. Yeah, uh, this this story needs to pick up. Yeah, yeah, we need we need Vinny Massaro to shit his pants. <laughs> he just starts sharding. Yes. <laughs> he goes on this quest where he's trying to find out who shit his pants. <laughs> it was yes, <laughs> and it's like six cents Bruce Bruce Willis style. He's <laughs> like, one day I'll find out who shit my pants. Oh my god, I love it! Hey, Ooh, that should be the title. Yeah, no, but we, you know, grave consequences. Uh, Boyle Heights drift, <laughs> or no, just boil, just Boyle Heights drift, because it, it'd be pretty stupid for the title to read the Grave Consequences podcast. Grave consequences, Boyle Heights drift. <laughs> so yeah, just Boyle Heights drift. Yeah, no worries. Either way, <laughs> this Atomico's match. It's five on five. And I believe that this is for five. Yeah, this is for five spots in Aztec Warfare. Uh, and that, this is very much this has Dario's fingerprints all over it. We've got Marty the Moth, the Mariposa, the Mac, Ivelisse, and Jeremiah Crane, the debuting Jeremiah Crane, Sammy Callahan, against Killshot, Arhenis, Dante Fox, Tejano, and Cage. Yeah, it's they. Do they have enough people to like really be eliminating five people like that though? Uh, I feel what like, I feel like they flesh it out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because they they don't they didn't do like a fifteen person Aztec warfare. So so yeah, they've got the bodies for sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I just thought it was weird because like uh, we haven't seen some people. Uh, uh, King Quirno, for example. Yeah. Uh, there's people that have disappeared and it just doesn't, I, and I'm bad at this, like admittedly, like I remember when AEW was coming around, I was like, man, I think they need more tag teams. And everybody in the group chat just like told, reminded me how stupid I am and how, you know, I shouldn't have opinions because I'm so stupid. Yes. Uh, so I've been, I'm, I'm very bad at looking at a roster and, and like, you know, admittedly going like, okay, this is enough people. I'm, I'm bad at it. Uh, yeah. So it just seemed like five people like, wow. And Arhenis is a jobber, you know, yeah. in, in Lucha. So you can feed him to somebody. Well, uh, Arhenis should have been your first hint that like, oh, the Marty team is going to win. <laughs> quite true. Quite true. I'm just saying, man. And then you consider that, you know, Dante and Killshot are feuding. You got Arhenis and then you got two... Uh, other pairs of people that are feuding with each other. So it's like, surely these guys wouldn't win. Yeah, you're right. I, I was confused when the match started because I was distracted and mm -hmm. they introduced everyone kind of separately. Yes. So I, I saw three, a group of three. I saw a group of five. And then I was like, who's this other two? Like, I was even confused on who was on whose team until they went to their corners. Yeah, I get you. I get you. 
But hey, Dante turned on Killshot, and he spit on him, and Ivelisse got hurt. For, was that for real? I assume. I mean, I guess we'll figure out by next week's episode whether or not she's in Aztec Warfare. See, I, I was, I kind of got the impression it wasn't. Mm. And I'll tell you why, because uh, they kind of talked about it. Yeah. You know, usually they don't always bring up an injury if it's not planned. Oh, no. no I'll, okay, look, I get it. I would agree with that. But the only thing that, you know, has me thinking it's legit. One, it's Ivelisse. And two, um, the last time, like, Taya got hurt. And they alluded, they didn't just allude to it. They talked about it very clearly as she was injured. You're right. I think you're right. And it is Ivelisse. They've proven they are not above talking about a legitimate injury. And why wouldn't you, you know? I wish they would more. I wish, like, in wrestling, like, I always thought it was weird when a wrestler gets injured and they don't use it as part of a storyline. Yeah. Like, if someone gets injured in the match, be like, I took out so-and-so and and I'll do it again. Or, you know, just, like, fake pretend like you're targeting that that limb to, like, get, like, a stretcher. Just all kinds of stuff you could do. Yeah, I mean, you got to be careful, but, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like if 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 it's clearly something like where they need to be taken out, like let's say like uh, I tear my you know ACL, you know play at it. Like I took this person out. I I targeted their limb and I took out their else you know ACL. Like yeah, I don't know. I I don't understand why they don't. You can't always incorporate it, but you can definitely incorporate it more often. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but hey, the the team of the Martinez's, the Mac, Ivelisse, and Jeremiah Crane win, and they are all in Aztec Warfare. At least four of the five of them are. We'll figure out if the fifth is or not. And by the way, Dario, we cut to Dario Cueto talking to Matanza through um, his cage door, and Matanza is ready for war. Yeah, they said they they want him to. And I don't remember the outcome, but I don't. It's a very cocky decision to have him go and defend his title. But haven't they always defended their title in this match? Look, look, not only defend his title, but defend it from number one. Did haven't they always defended their title in this match, though? So, okay, well, the first ones, the first one was to crown the Lucha Underground champion. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, yes, it was the, the title was being defended, but that was a very last minute decision by Katrina who was the proprietor at the time. Mm-hmm. And she made that decision because Mil Muertes had just lost the title. Okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, the answer is yes, kind of. Okay. It, it, yes, but it's been, you know, dubious reasons. In the yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why I was taking it back. I was like, well, yeah, of course he's got to defend it. They always defend it. <laughs> but the point being that Matanza talked. Yes. Yeah, and he said war. It's the only word he knows. Yes. I. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, it's like an I am Groot situation. Yeah, or a Pokemon. He can just say his name. But it's war. <laughs> oh my god, I'm imagining him about to hit <laughs> Wrath of the Gods, and he's just like Matanza. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Matanza, Matanza, that sort of thing. Oh, my God. Anyway, enough about the sitting Lucha Underground champion. 
Let's talk about the main event. Grave Consequences, Trey. What a match, brother. Incredible match. Uh, yeah. I can't even... We can't even go over the spots, but this is a... Uh, uh, a Puma on the offensive. This is his strong... Mm. He's not fighting from underneath, except for yeah. when, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, he is going for blood, and it's... Just the... Uh, you know, if you were to ask me which one's the best one, I I could I couldn't tell without going back and watching them all. But this this deserves to be, it deserved to be a grave consequences match. Oh, absolutely! By the way, did you like the coffin, the custom made coffin? I did. I didn't really. Uh, I don't remember it now because it's been bro. It had their hours. faces on it. Oh yeah, it was split in half, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But man, what a what symbolism and the finish here in that the the coffin that Prince Puma ends up in. And yes, Prince Puma ends up in a coffin. How the hell is he gonna come back? Oh wait, I think I have an idea. Anyway, the coffin he ends up in is the same one that Conan was put in before he was as he was laid to rest. Very fitting. Yeah, it's very fitting, and it's got to mean something. It does. It, 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 yeah, uh, I like this match in retrospect because Mill needed a big win. Yes, and Puma already had his big win, mm-hmm. completely clean. And this was Mill's. This is Mill's signature match. If he had lost this, though, well, he's lost it twice, dude. <laughs> I know, but if I, I mean, like in his current run. Oh yeah. It would have yeah. been like just like okay, you're a mid card now, but yeah. no, it he just took out Puma, who's the strongest version of Puma, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So this, I think they did a great job of building both guys back up, of fixing Mill in yeah. one match, yes. and uh, Puma doesn't look any weaker because he fucking got killed. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and he went to war with the face of death, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you come up short. Yeah, especially if it's their fucking signature match. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know what's funny, and I had noticed this, but as the procession's being done, Vampiro's smiling. Yeah, he has a plan. Like, as you alluded to, how will Puma come back? I mean, this this was all a coordinated strategy by, you know, a juggalo. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's the most coordinated strategy you'll ever get. And one yeah. that apparently controls, like, vampire cults. And, you know, there's a lot of hot topicry going on here that, you know, if you're in yeah. high school, you'll you'll eat up. But uh, I just, I really hope that if Vampiro can sink his claws further into Prince Puma, uh, that he takes him to a Millie Vanilli concert. <laughs> I just want Puma to come out dressed like a juggle. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> he just comes out and goes whoop whoop. Whoop whoop! He's got a fake go with him. He drinks him like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like he cracks him <laughs> open. <laughs> yes, he's crushing Fagos. He's offering Fagos to people. Then he's kicking them in the balls and hitting a six thirty on him. <laughs> Dude, I'm all for it. Uh, Juggalo Prince Puma. By God, I didn't think we were gonna get a gym out of this episode, but we just did. Yeah, we have to remember to send a clip to Rich. Yes, yes. I'm going to text you right now 
I'm doing it on the air. I don't care. We're, we've gone like 15 minutes, people. <laughs> yeah, and we're both very tired. I had a long shift. Uh, and Caleb's getting used to a new shift. Yes. But <sighs> when these episodes are this good, like when the episodes of the show are this good, we're going to speed through them. Like, yeah. And we're not taking, we're not going to go play by play. We, I tried doing that in the beginning, and frankly, it kind of takes away from the match for me to watch it again. Uh, yeah, I and you should watch it, right? Like, I'll, I'll point out like certain matches or certain spots that are pretty cool. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> man, Juggalo Prince Puma, I love it. So <laughs> he comes out in jorts. In an oversized jersey. Jorts, jorts, by the way, that go past his knees, dude. Every once in a while, he drops a heroin needle. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes, I love it. I love it. Oh, man. Um, What would be his theme song? It's got to be ICP, obviously, but which ICP song? Uh, you know what? I don't know a single ICP song because I've, I've tried listening to them, and they're so bad. Yeah, uh, like, I've never heard a good ICP song, and I, I, and I like their their movies are so stupid, they're funny, but I yeah. can't stand their music. Uh, I guess it's gonna be Hocus Pocus. That's their top downloaded one. Okay, that sounds fun. I've never, li- I've never listened to ICP because of the Juggalo reputation. Um, <laughs> that's the show, guys. That's the show, and we're gonna grade it. And this was amazing. I'm giving it an A. It's a well earned A. I'm going to give it an A plus because I, I really like, I mean, the opening was great. Uh, the middle was a great match too. Uh, yeah. It just, you know, I was, I didn't, it, it followed a previous really good match. I mean, even Eva Lee's had a great spot where uh, Jeremiah Crane threw her yeah. to do a hurricane run and she nailed it perfectly. Like this, yeah. this, it might be her best match. Uh, yeah. Intergender match here. Uh, so, and in the final match, like I, I didn't say much about it. But it's just I don't want to spoil a lot of it. Most Dude, of the best yeah, parts. I, I implore you guys go back and watch that. Grave Consequences three. It was amazing. Yeah, any Grave Consequences match is probably the best. Yeah. Or the safest best match you can get out of Lucha Underground. Uh, besides the match that's coming up soon. Uh, mm-hmm. It's next a great week. match. Yeah. Oh, is it next week? Yeah, next week. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about a different match. Oh, never mind. Never yeah, mind. my favorite match. Well, I'm talking about Aztec Warfare. Yeah, I'm talking about a different match. Okay, gotcha. If you any Aztec Warfare, any Grave Consequences match, uh, you're you're in for a good one. Yeah. Uh, and then a, a match coming up. Uh, Weapons of Mass Destruction match was good. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I give it an A plus because I I think this is probably the maybe one of the best matches of season three. Yes, for sure. Our shows. Well, well, uh, you're going to send us out this week, aren't you? Yes, I am. Uh, if you're in a group chat with the rest of the Social Suplex uh, podcasters and someone brings up how the views are up and you go out of your way to check and see if the views are up for your show, you might be in for some grave consequences. <laughs> <laughs>